Sweet Plan. And welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, and this is likely to be my last will and testament. And I, of course, will go on and replace him easily because I am your COO. I am the most hybrid of all the pandas. I am your co-host and your co-founder. I am the one. I am the only. I am the Charlie, which I now command all people precede my name with the. Charlie, the the. I'm sorry, who? I'm sorry, who? The most modest motherfucker. You have ever laid eyes on you know what's in this multiverse. You know what's great about modesty, my dear brother, my sickly, you know? my sickly dying brother, is it gets you fucking nowhere. So we're going full. Where, where, where do they get it? <laughs> nowhere. Uh, we're going full, nonstop, other direction. It's Wednesday. Charlie said there was a fire, fire. <laughs> It is Wednesday. You know what that means. Happy know Comic what that means. Book Day, my Happy dear brother. Happy Comic Book Day to you, sir. And Charlie, yeah. I realize uh, I have been very busy fighting off death <laughs> and his sickle. Um, but you've been out and about tearing it up like a summer bitch. Uh, so I uh, don't you know. know how uh, how directly... The news has been able to get to you because you you haven't been you know in one place long enough to really appreciate it. But I'm actively running from death. You're the one that's sick, and I'm like, you can't if you can't fucking find my fat ass, you won't be able to kill me. Charlie, uh, I I got news for you. I have finished my Christmas shopping, and I'm getting you this flavor of death. I'm just gonna put it in a box, put a nice bow in it. You're gonna open it up like a oh, pure dum dum. Just random but, chemical uh, warfare. Good to know. Yeah, you're welcome. But that being said, there has been a deluge of information. There has been story after story. Uh I I, I included it in the write up. Twitter is uh it's a it's a buzz. It is just it is a Twitter, quite frankly. <laughs> Uh, with uh, with reactions and um, opinions, be they educated or not. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But apparently, word on the street is one of your favorite four-color funny book characters is bucking tradition, is getting very progressive, Ooh. and is coming out of the closet as bisexual and that superhero is robin can you believe it robin it was that what the producers <laughs> of my hair oh oh not robin oh also as well as robin oh yeah no that's right also as well as dc's brand new superman son of lois lane and clark kent that is john without an h Kent is ha, has come out of the closet. He did it on Pride Day appropriately. Uh, he's come out of the closet, a proud member of the LGBTQ community as bisexual. Yeah, he's like, yo, let's get that B on my chest because we got nothing but options. Ms. Martian, Mr. Martian, where's Tim at? 
Let's do this thing. It's um, almost as if John Kent watched um, the first Mummy movie, the one with Brendan Fraser. He's like, every cast member that came on screen, he's like, oh, that son of a bitch is hot as hell. The next cast member comes on. Oh, shit. That motherfucker's hot as hell, too. And the third one and the fourth one, literally the entire cast of the Mummy. He was like, yeah, I bang him. Yep, I bang her. I bang him. Good I for mean, him. I, I don't Good for go- you. I don't Good want to go you, chew behind the red cape, but if you watch the mummy movie and that's not your personal reaction, you need to worry about like you're holding some shit back. Brendan Fraser, good-looking man. If you watch the mummy movie and you don't want to smash every IMDB page and that son of a bitch, you're actually watching the Tom Cruise mummy. You're like, what the yes. fuck are they talking yeah. about? Be like, oh, this first of all, cast. this motherfucker has a tooth dead center in whoa, his whoa, whoa. mouth i'm not talking uh, about tom bro i will shoot I mean, you into scientology school uh, oh right now i'm gonna come right out of the gate uh with my opinion twofold actually because we did talk a number of episodes ago about tim drake being bisexual um or it's still up in the air with tim he might be he might actually not be all that into chicks despite having relationships which is true to life um with that being said in that episode I said, if DC had any balls, if DC really gave a shit about diversity and inclusion, they wouldn't have done this to Tim. There's <laughs> they a character. have done this to Tim. You know what you I mean? Some of it Don't you try to cancel me. I am not, I am not Dave Chappelle. I shall not. Go quietly you into the night. You are not Dave Chappelle. That's right, because he's not canceled, but you are. That's uh, fair enough. Um, but I said, there's this character who kind of skipped over puberty and is now a man. If anyone's gonna have more than one option, it's gonna be my boy John Kent. And is sure this enough, kid right now trying to take credit. Not for I. DC's I, bold move. Ab- Absolutely, actually happening. Right, Absolutely, I just want, I just want to clarify. Last week on this show, we talked about how creators deserve the respect and they be- deserve their name credited. So I want John Kent created by whoever created him. I'm not going to Google it, and I want his gayness created by Charlie Rivera. Charlie, that was boo. Not only is that not going to happen, but you are indeed canceled. And I am Is it accepting I use the word immediate immediate replacements for your sorry ass. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's fucking. Aw- I think it's awesome. Um, well, he, here's the thing: it's awesomeness or not, notwithstanding, as a lifelong Superman fan, um, I didn't even get the chance to process what was happening before the absurd, ridiculous, offensive commentary started flowing from the interweb. It's it's truly it as if instant <laughs> like a like a Lex Luther brainiac fucking plan where where the AI just takes over to ruin your day. It was instant, Charlie. It was fucking instant. The the um the vitriol was flowing on unbel- like and 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 here we are, 2021. Lord knows plenty has happened in this world 
to the point where like nothing, I'm a man of experience at this point, nothing should ever surprise me. It should never surprise me. If I woke up tomorrow and my hair was on fire, <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised at this point, but this surprised me. Yeah, I think I was, I went right into disappointment mode. Um, just disappointment because- with who? With the internet, I'm always a little disappointed in the internet. You're like, internet, how dare you be short-sighted? Well, it's not even that. It's the, honestly, you know where it comes from? And this probably will get me in trouble in some circles. Because it's it's not the social ramifications. It's not that I even worry about these fucking idiots and their dumb souls. It's the fact that they don't actually give a fuck about John Kent or Superman, and now they're Charlie. pretending they do. It's the people who haven't picked up a Superman comic in 30 years pretending like they have any fucking clue what's going may, on. If I may, it's not just limited to the mouth breather dummies sitting around in mom and dad's basement. It's not limited to the to the troll on the computer tucked into the corner in the darkest recesses of that uh you know of that uh, um studio apartment charlie members of the united states government that doesn't got surprise involved. me wendy rogers a united states senator no uh took right to the interwebs to have have you know to have something to say about it. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we've got bigger issues. We got bigger no budget, fish to fry, so to speak, uh, going on in this country. But I need uh, to get to the bottom of what makes Superman hard. Wendy Rogers had this to say, and I quote: "I'm going to shake my fist angrily because that's what I imagine. This <laughs> yeah, is how it was done. It was the full I'm impersonation. Sure. Superman loves Lewis Lane." Period. Hollywood is trying to make Superman gay, and he's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just renamed the new version. Oh, typos Superman rule. with a TH. Went for the humor on that one. So we can all know the difference and avoid seeing it. So um, Wendy Rogers went there ahead it is. and tweeted that out. Avoid um, seeing it. What a telltale sign. You Charlie, idiot. So the the typo of Lewis Lane, uh, notwithstanding, um, or maybe again she does. She said, "You know, Dave Chappelle can get away with it. I'm gonna take a few cracks at that, ha ha, funny yeah. bone while I'm at it." Yeah, because that's what um, I go to my senators for comedy. All I have to, I I cannot possibly agree with you more that the vast majority. Of the naysayers are people who either um, are actively looking for something on a daily basis to be up in arms about and to have something to say about. There's certainly that demographic. And then there is also a demographic and I uh, of whom I personally came across a few times in separate occasions today myself and was able to interject uh, people who fell for intentionally misleading clickbait. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about like random, again, out of the basement, boiler room, 
operations online. I'm talking about major news media who put out headlines, Superman gay, this, that, and the other thing. And, um, and, and like you said, they fall into the demographic of not having picked up a Superman comic in any form, whether it's paper or digital, in many, many years, but had, had an opinion on that. Now, well, I'll, I'll let you jump in on that. Have you come across, was it basically those two camps who were most vocal as far as you could tell? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's, it seems like it's always those camps with matters like this, but absolutely. Anything really like the, the, the demographics, the, the, the ones that want to, that are looking for something, they're perusing headlines to find something that they can rail against. There's that group. And then there are people who innocently enough fall for, uh, intentionally misleading Headlines, because here's the thing. If you're a member of any media, be it a huge mainstream media, something in the middle, something that's garnered in one direction or the other for pure purposes of pure evil, or, or somebody like us who do the, who does what we do for fun. And when a something little bit of evil, a little bit of evil, but I'm just trying like to turn the world a, gay, a funny, comics. a funny amount of evil, like no more, no less. Um, but like there, there are those groups, but if something comes across your proverbial desk, of course, you're going to take the opportunity. If I'm going to write about it or, or talk about it or whatever, then you know what? I'm going to do my research. So if this story had come out about a, a, a publication that I wasn't familiar with, then I would say, oh, that's interesting. L let me look into it. So anyone who's part of that demographic and this came across, they would look into it. It would have taken zero time for them to realize, oh, okay, well, it's not the original Superman as portrayed by George Reeves and, uh, you know, and, and you know, well, whatever the case, um, Kirk Allen, you know. Oh, it's actually his son with Lois Lane. Okay, and and it's, so it's a mantle thing. That's what DC is doing now. So, okay, Metropolis has its new Superman that's the gentleman who has now basically come out uh, as bisexual. Okay, well that that's that's good. that's a long headline. I <laughs> I totally get that. So uh, you know, even with the best of intentions, their headlines have to be a bit snappier. But the clickbait aspect of it was so immediate, and I had a couple of social media conversations about it myself, just to clarify people who were who I happen to know, like they they meant no harm at all. They're like, well, yeah. that's. That's totally different than the character that I knew and I grew up with and why are they changing things? And I had to interject before the right or wrong. If you took umbrage with whether a Superman was gay, a bisexual, whatever the whatever the clarification was before you could even get into that. Well, why are you why do you have this feeling or that feeling? The clarification was necessary. OK, just 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 so we're on the same page. The person to whom they are referring is not your Clark Kent that you're thinking of. It's actually John Kent, his biological son, half Earthling, half Kryptonian. Just let, let's let's put all our cards on the table. So it was so it was so immediate that I couldn't even process my thoughts about what actually had happened because I was so busy putting out you know emotional and proverbial fucking fire trying to but, educate the masses. So and I know you know we we cheated a little bit. We talked about this a little bit off air, 
Um, but that being said, now this is what I want to throw to you. And Superman's been with us in excess of 75 years at this point. 83 years old, I think. Clark Kent, I'm talking about. Had the news been that Clark Kent was indeed coming out as bisexual, that they were going to have an issue coming up in November, and it's going to turn out that Clark Kent, Superman, is bisexual. And I and I, I want to be very, very clear with the terminology. Not that is now bisexual, because guess what? That's not he really would have always works. been. Yeah. He would have always been bisexual, dum-dum. He would have been looking um, at Pete Ross with a, a glimmer. Well, who could blame him? Those freckles, Pete Ross bring is a it on. Looking dude, even when he's black sometimes. So I'm going to throw it to you because we're both huge Superman yeah. fans. We're fans of the S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Fuck yeah. Of the family. So had it been Clark Kent, that indeed came, uh, was was um uh was you know now clear to be a bisexual man how would your feelings have been changed or would they have and this is a serious question this we haven't spoken about off air yeah there's been an evolution with me and superman um as i've seen many different iterations there was a time where i would have sat across from you uh, and I would have argued, like, Superman the vegetarian is the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard because he grew up on a farm, and people on farms, they eat fucking steaks, they drink Bud Light, and they rock them acid wash jeans. But the character and the storytelling that I've been able to enjoy, it's 83 years worth of material, but I've been able to enjoy all of it in my uh, little bit of time on Earth. Characters evolve. Characters change. If you told me he was suddenly leaving Lois for Lewis, uh, I probably have a bigger problem with that. It turning out that that he also is occasionally attracted to men would make a lot of sense if you asked me about him and Batman's relationship. That's not even a joke. That is a bromance as old as time. Um, I I would have love hate, dude. Like that one. Yeah, I, I, love- I would not want to be the housemaid. That has to clean that fucking room after those two hate fucked. Ugh. I I would have Angry. wanted. I would have been desperate to read that story. I would have been desperate to see how they, what story they're telling with desperate. that in the grand scheme of things. Uh, no, no, not. I, I'm not saying in general I'm desperate for that story. But if I heard, hey, in an upcoming comic, it's going to turn out Clark Kent is bisexual. I would have been like, I need to read that shit stat. Where the fuck are they going with this? Um, I don't think it would have been a betrayal of the character. He's I would argue plenty of love for men. You're gonna want. You're gonna read it anyway. That's true. I am gonna read so, whatever. So it's not. It'll never be clickbait for anything like that with Charlie. So so just my personal opinion because this could be a full episode. Yeah, truly seven. Um, my opinion as the uh, uh, as having a bit more Superman fandom under my belt. Big Superman stories are always going to be headline grabbers. The first one that I can really, really remember vividly, like this is my where were you when JFK got shot experience. When I first heard that DC was going to kill off Clark Kent, not like not the cutesy stories like Clark Kent is dead and you see Superman standing at the Graveside, like Doomsday was coming to town 
and he was going to beat our beloved Kal-El to fucking death with his bare bony fists. That was the first one that I can really remember. Uh, and obviously all the, the whirlwind that surrounded that and poly bags were bought aplenty. Um, there was that. Then there was the return of uh, of Superman. We had the four Superman. That was also big, big news. Yeah. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Also, the, the, the Superman red, Superman blue. He's electricity bullshit, now. Which was just a lot of people didn't know at the time. And this was actually my first occasion of you fuck motherfuckers have all this to say. You are not Superman fans. Why do you have an opinion about this? Because Superman Red, Superman Blue is an old, old, golden age comic Superman story. You dum-dums. This was probably my first, uh, uh, the first remembrance that I have of getting on my nerd. Just correcting people. Like, in the past, in the past, there was a time where, like, you read comics a lot of us read comics under the covers with the flashlight because it was past our bedtime. We had to keep a secret. And you, we fucking stayed, Charlie. This was our uh this was our uh, this was our moment of coming out loud and proud. We're like, no, fuck these sheets, fuck that uh flashlight. I am a Superman, I read comic books, right? This was that moment where we're like, no, no, <laughs> listen to me, this is not new. This is a re. No, this is a retread. Superman one twenty seven to one twenty nine. You yeah, fucking it asshole. It wasn't. It wasn't a comic book guy level at Springfield, but but it was close, Charlie. So so these moments are really these moments are nothing new, but in in twenty twenty one, the the shock, the awe, the audacity, did not come from the hate, and the ignorance and the uh, sheer stupidity that i saw on social media um it didn't come from the nonsense by the clickbait by the uh, um by the materialism the capitalism run amok of uh media outlets N- none of that uh really surprised me it, it it really fucking didn't and that is that's pitiful because in 2021, having gotten through, for the most part, what we've just gone through, a character that most of these people don't really know. Matter of fact, as don't Superman know fans, or give we, a fuck about. we barely know him. He's relatively new. They're like, oh, this character is bisexual. I cannot believe that anybody fucking takes... Uh, offense to it. Yeah, well, why I don't not? Think they, I also why don't not think they do every demographic that they, that exists? Why not have every fucking option on the menu, just in case somebody rolls through your doors and is like, "Oh, I want to order this. This character speaks to me. This is like my reality." We're still talking about. People that run around in spandex and capes, right? Yeah. We're still talking about uh, um, superheroes. We're talking about fantasy fiction, stuff that doesn't exist. Is it, we're still on the same fucking well, page. I cannot believe people are bothered by this. And like, also, though, well, because because some of it is everyone wants everything just to be for them. And there's there's two 
people that I want to address lightning fast because I don't want to harp. It's hard to be so consistently right. Actually, I want to make three quick points. Point number one, anyone who wants to go fucking toe-to-toe about John Kent with me, I'm a day one fan. Super Sons was one of my favorite comics. I hated when he was sent uh, into, like, now he's an adult. I have been there for every step of this character's existence. When DC was pouring out books I had no interest in, Super Sons was still a glimmer of light. It made me give a fuck about Damian Wayans. Uh, uh, Damian Wayans. Damian Wayne? Uh, Damian Wayans, uh, the missing Wayans brother. <laughs> Damian um, Wayans was hilarious on Unliving Color. <laughs> The point number two I'd like to make is that these people, which, that everything has to look like them and sound like them, shut the fuck up. You've said for decades now, if we want something, make our own version of it. Well, Dick Cheese, they did. Because Superman's son has the mantle, but he's not Clark Kent. So shut the fuck up. You asked us to do it, sit the fuck down. And then group number three, these are the ones that clutch their proverbial pearls and they say, oh, how, what about the children? If your children's heterosexuality is on such a fucking razor wire that seeing a comic book of two guys kiss or do fucking way, I hope they go nuts. I want to see oiled up sex. I want a version of Themyscira that's Dong City like it's, it's 300. One it's, of the most... It's still DC. Don't get too crazy. One of the most homoerotic shits ever, 300, that I watched a bunch of Vin Diesel fans come out of high-fiving be like, you just watched hours of Dongs in tiny leather briefs. Wrestling fans who are homophobic. Meanwhile, wrestling is wrestling. I said it would be quick. I kind of lied. Um, no, uh, I just want to see uh, what how long it was going to take you to get to, to wrestling. Weasel wrestling into this conversation. Fair enough. I but said my, wrestling. That's right. Wrestling it is. But my point ultimately is, if you truly believe that heterosexuality is on such a fucking razor wire, you have a, a you have a psychiatrist. You should fucking see. Because as someone who absolutely can go mm, every time Henry Cavill is in a bathtub or a body of water, at no point have I been like, maybe I should just try a dick quick. Like that doesn't, that's not how that works. I just want to say that. Uh, dick quick would make a terrible beverage. I mean, how much would you have to stir? <laughs> like, I just imagine like, come on, let's go get this dick going. I, I, uh, I am offended. I, I want to say this, and I, I don't mind putting this on record. John Rivera, CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, is offended by this turn of events. Mainly, not mainly because, singularly because, I never liked John Kent. <laughs> In much the same way that I don't like Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman. I don't I I don't like him. I didn't like him before. And now with all of the dumb dumb <laughs> throwing hate, now I have to say, now I need to put on my cape and red undies and puff up. I'm like, no, you leave John Kent alone. You fucking jerks. You losers. You just wanted to You're hate. making me have to defend John Kent. You fucking dicks. I will never 
never <laughs> forgive you motherfuckers for it. My treatment of Kal-El, of fucking Clark Kent Superman is so good. And here comes John Kent ruining my shit. Oh, he's got kids now. Peter Pan's not supposed to have kids. Superman's not supposed to have kids. And now I have to be, Charlie and I have to be one and one a defenders, which is ironic because he's half Kryptonian. He could rip me in half like a piece of paper. But I have to defend John Kent because all you stupid son of bitches have to be wrong and pretend to have an opinion about this dude's sexuality. You dicks. I hate you. I will never forgive you. What's really convenient for you, though, is these fucking liars are going to be on to something else next week because it's not going to be a sexy story anymore. And uh, there's not a lot in this world I know other than love is love. And liars liars are fucking J-brones. And arguably they're king. Oh, he makes some toys. He made a bunch of money, and he sold his soul to Disney. And that some bitch's name is George Lucas. George Lucas, you lying motherfucker! Do you know how Why? I know he's a liar? I know. Tell because him. Because Han shot first. Clink clink. Please Salute. don't drink something real. I hope that was a shot of your medicine. I have begun calling it my medicine. Yes, it's true. Fair enough. Start my time. Boop. 150,000 people got together uh, this last weekend uh, in what I'm calling COVID fest. Not true. Uh, 150 thousand people got together for this year's new york comic-con and for a very brief moment uh the world felt normal again no it did not take place october 6th to 9th 2016 that's not the one i went to i also went to that one just realized the graphic i borrowed has super the wrong year on it but there it is (laughs) i uh am very sleepy Uh. when i do this show can we get that senator to start tweeting about <laughs> my dumb dumb brother's use of years old uh, graphics? It's my, my favorite. Question is this, it's my favorite. Yeah. Why the fuck would that PNG even still be out there and available for my poor simpleton <laughs> brother to grab? Yeah, I agree. Those bastards. But Don't no, they know the- he's doing all this on the toilet. You can't expect him to read. That's true. He's just looking for bright colors and shapes. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, I don't even have my glasses in the toilet. Wouldn't want to sully them. Um, but <laughs> sincerely, uh, it felt really, really strange to see that many people. I want to start with the pandemic of it all. And um, they had they had safety officers. They had volunteers in the brightest yellow shirts I've ever fucking seen. And it said New York Comic Con 2016, because that's it's weird that they called it that. This You're year. lying. You are and lying, said, you George Lucas wannabe motherfucker. And it said safety, like officer or safety official. And they quite literally went around with masks and hand sanitizer. And they were the ones being like, look that over here, sir. Sir? So so just Sir? for anyone who is unfamiliar with the setup, so New York Comic Con as Charlie just at the, to, at the wonderfully just revamped Javits Center. Well, the, the, the Jacob Javits Center um has been a work in progress now for for a fairly decent period of time. And obviously their foot traffic has been 
uh, um, tested over and over again. Tons of people got their COVID shots there. Um, but I, I do have to ask you, Charlie, um, beyond the obvious question of what the fuck was Charlie doing in New York Comic Con without yours truly, we'll leave that question. You were uh, dying. Day. Anyways, um, so what was the specific requirement for anyone attendance like yourself? Not like me who was stuck at home by himself, um, but for someone who was there like a dream crown too, like, like Charlie, not like John, but like Charlie. So was it a mask mandate? Did you have, to have a mask on? Mask mandate, full vaccine mandate. Uh, you needed your card. You needed to show proof. You had a special bracelet you got. Uh -huh. um, they were they were very, very upfront with it. It was all over the website. It was all over the tickets. Um, they made it very fucking clear that they were not fucking around. Um, there were some people day of uh, each day, uh, Thursday to Sunday, that were turned away. Doesn't seem like too many. It seemed like everyone knew, but security was real uppity about those well, little now, green uh, bracelets. Only because I love a good heartbreak story. Uh, did you witness any people being turned away? So I wound up uh, volunteering for the New York City Ghostbusters. I was helping them out with their booth. They they were doing lots of charity work for uh, a lot of great kids. Oh, they had and a I, booth. Uh, they had like a setup, so it wasn't a, a booth. It was uh, it was like an open space. Where uh, were you guys situated? I, I'm trying to picture it. Like, uh... yeah, they were kind of where the old smaller panels used to be. There was some like uh, almost like artist alley ish downstairs. Yeah, downstairs. Okay, okay. Um, and I also helped out a, a local toy store that I sometimes work with uh, that I won't be doing again. Um, so I got to witness a lot of people get turned away because I was constantly in and out getting stuff for both of those uh, those okay, okay, entities. Cool, cool. Um, it was pretty wonderful. One person didn't have the green bracelet, started talking about his constitutional rights. Uh, the security, oh, no. the security officer, um, must have heard it a lot. It happened to be the security officer I kept going through. I didn't have to wait on the normal line because they kept seeing me go out, and um, we got a parking space. There's like a little, there's a little parking center right outside of Jacob Javits, and maybe fits. Charlie has never <laughs> waited on a fucking line no. for a con. I don't. He's do like, it. hey, just follow me. Stick close. I, I, you know, so, so they gave out free energy drinks, which I'm trying to avoid every now and then I still partake, but I try not to put that shit in my body cause it's poison. Um, uh, but I also don't have soda and I don't drink coffee. So every now and then I need a little caffeine assistance. Yeah. Um, so there was a company. Cause C2, you're weak. I understand. It's true. Oh. C2, I think it was, was, was giving out free shit. So I kept getting handed free stuff and I just kept redistributing it. So security got, a little bit of the C2. Now, mind you, ah. it's free to me, but I'm like, hey, bro, you look thirsty. Here's wow, so this you, lanyard. He really did like the Saints of Newark. He's like, hey, oh, you want a little taste? Forget yeah. about it. I uh, I made it a habit to make sure, like, I had a bunch of stickers in my flight suit, and uh, I had all sorts of swag in my pocket. So everyone got something. People want, like, a few people want to take pictures when I was suited up. Um, but short story long, there was a few security guards I kept talking to because when I brought in crates of stuff um they would have the drug dog sniff it rather than like there was no scanner so instead of someone going through it because some of its product to sell the rest of it's just like bottles of glue and shit um they would have the drug dog so like you they'd be like put the stuff down don't look directly at the dog take 45 steps away go get us a drink I, you come back i would have been locked up 
within. <laughs> Who's your good boy? Minutes. Who's good, your good guy? Good Who has a job? Uh, my pockets are perennially filled <laughs> with multiple dog treats of various flavors. I know they're delicious. They, they shut me right been, up. They would have been nostril deep in my crotch, like old Sally Rotten Crotch on prom night. It would have been awful. Charlie would have to bail me out from downtown lockup. Oh my! It would God. have been. It would have been worth you know, it. But you, it's probably a good thing I wasn't there. Thank, thank you for saving me the overnight. You were sick. You Shut think up. I'm gonna bring the listen, plague? Listen, George Lucas is not here. The the crown is up for grabs. Go on with the damn story. So you're giving away swag. So yeah, you're sweating I, you I out watched... like you were fucking, um, like like you were the the king of the mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I got to watch many people not only turned away. I watched Oof. two arrests because they, uh, they took a swing. Arrest. They took a swing at a security officer, right. which was awesome. And the security officer, like I I think that security officer just How? saw. Shao was Chi? That not in the fucking news because the world's on that's fire. That's so much better than a restaurant, like dude. What? Legit, this person went for like what looked like an. Oh, now mind you, I'm sitting like waiting for my boxes to get sniffed, and suddenly I watch these two dogs like, "What the fuck?" So the homeboy takes a this swing at security. Get they like a cartoon dog, like they were gonna hunt down <laughs> fucking a, a cartoon cat. Um was just like fuck you motherfucker you can't tell me how to live and like goes to shove the security guard and the security guard was like Sasaisen! and had his arm immediately like in his own butthole what it was awesome and you know uh, Charlie, and, and again obviously i wasn't there i do have to clarify for the viewers and listeners are we sure that this is not like a stage <laughs> reenactment of like positive a, like End game, like when, what when all the Avengers start showing up, they'll be like, "All right, so you're Thanos, and I want you." Okay, you're all purple. Okay, you raise your hand <laughs> up, and then I'm gonna be like, "You, you, you can't mess with my fucking rights." And then I'm gonna swing, and the dogs are like, "You're trained professionals." Also, that is shock. Now, it I do awesome. have to ask you. I do have to ask this: Where was anybody in cosplay? No, I out? wish. I wish. Uh, uh see my there was one like Icarus, that, I flew too close to the sun. I would argue I too much. I would argue maybe one person, um in no stretch of the imagination am I making fun of anyone's body, but they were they were Charlie shaped and they do not buy the appropriate size clothing. So they kind of wound up in a Winnie the Pooh cosplay. Cause they like just the shirt went right, it was just bad. It was not a great look to get thrown out of a convention. In all fairness, the weather has been pretty mild. <laughs> That's true. And uh, if if you're gonna have a day to walk around with your belly button exposed, this this these days would have been good for it. Yeah, I I, I will say um I will say this, uh, having only enjoyed uh two day or mostly enjoyed two days of Comic Con, um. 150,000 people across four days it was like the it felt like nobody was there um i was very busy i didn't get to actually really enjoy the con as much as i would have i didn't get to go see panels i didn't get to yeah it actually was like a very disappointing year several of the panels and by several i mean a lot of them were 
were were digital were they not like the, a lot the actual... of them a lot of them were were yeah digital people still went to the different halls to watch like right the right, zoom right. um and there was still like uh the one amazing thing that i unfortunately didn't get to enjoy on uh friday was the ghostbuster panel they wound up showing the entirety they of show the movie afterlife and i was not uh, there uh however it did end some what? friendships what a fucking fail oh my god yeah you're, um, you're geared up in ghostbuster regalia yeah. you have a working i'm i may unregistered have... nuclear accelerated yeah. strap to your back and you couldn't get into that panel i may have been abandoned to close up the booth while someone else went yeah um also also you'll appreciate this before the show you and i were talking about the many saints of newark i was pickpocketed on thursday night by a fake crackhead i just got my wallet back today so that happened that's uh a, and then that's and a then, story and then that that, that could have yeah. been in a comic book <laughs> Please tell us that story. Yeah. So Thursday night, I helped my my buddy make a lot of money at his booth. Um, very successful day. Of a few celebrities came by. It was pretty cool. Um, uh, a few AEW people like made a quick appearance and then ran the fuck away. That's awesome. Before uh, they were any asked to actual celebrities though. I'll kill you dead. You'll be a dead person. You won't have to let the sickness get you. Um, and afterwards, we went, um, uh, we took like a 15-minute drive to a burger spot that the, the owner of the booth um, highly recommended. We decided to sit outside because it was such a lovely day. And some weird crackhead comes by. And the, the crackhead is stumbling and bumbling. Don't think anything of it. I get home and my wallet's gone. What? I get a call from uh, from the police. This person was apprehended with a bag full of stolen shit, including my wallet. You've got to be kidding me. Thank God for U.S. Comics business cards, because that's the only thing that had my phone number on it. You've I got, got to be kidding I me. got every penny back. But it literally took till today is when I got it back. That's not bad at all, man. Like, that's not bad. I at gave all. them some C two energy drinks. <clears throat> Just kidding about the C two energy drinks in that case. Uh, no, it was actually like very. Like, um, weren't you the guy who the security dogs were like sniffing his nuts? Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna lock was, you up too. That was me. Um, so that was it. Was a very interesting Comic Con year, but my big wow. takeaway was 150,000 people over four days now now i wasn't there the busiest day always saturday is the busiest day yes saturday um, is the can't walk but i did so i did touch base with a few friends who went there mostly for panels but wound up walking the floor a few times if you needed a seat when eating you could always find one that's how empty relatively it was um, i mean we've always been able to find a seat though too. i mean so it's like but like let me. I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll put this Alley out. Just, was not claustrophobic, which is the first time ever right. at New York Comic Con. But 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 again, I, I would have to ask only because again, I I wasn't invited, so I, I wouldn't know. Um. So for Artist Alley, I know that with the panels, a lot of the actors and creators chose to uh, uh show up digitally. Mm -hmm. 
Um, obviously, with Artis Alley, that's not quite the, the possibility. So do you think that um, – was it that there weren't as many artists – there in attendance and, and that's why or i think the the javits center and read pop the, the company that runs new york comic-con i think they were very very mindful to spread everything out as okay. much as as feasibly possible um there were there was no the 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 setup wasn't claustrophobic they made a lot of the signups for panels digital only so more of the basement was able to be used and then since so many people, you have to remember, um, ever since DC Fandom, which is happening this weekend, um, which we'll definitely report on in a future episode, DC wasn't there. Marvel wasn't there. There were huge groups that took up huge chunks of space that How, were able to be kind of redistributed. What was the, uh, the live autograph signing area like? Uh, it was very interesting. For the most part, everyone that got a picture, it was, again, more spread out. More of the basement was used. Uh, they had like people like John Cena. Everyone was treated like Sly Stallone from a few years ago, being that you didn't see them until it was like your turn. And then there was a plexiglass shield in between them. So there's a oh, lot good. of very cutesy photos of people like pulling a Star Trek. Where it's like, no, I miss you in there. There was a lot of cutesy photos that way. Very cutesy, sad. like like uh mimicking fucking spock dying yeah adorable like that's that's the cutesy adorable that is somebody, i wish it was you <laughs> that was shot into space like fucking william shatner to be fair I, I really do to be fair of all the podcasters ever shot into space i was the most human except that you aren't <laughs> you're, you're not human at all that was terrible terrible sorry um but i it, it was again for me who in the best of conditions doesn't like being around people that close i got real like it's mutual <laughs> nice nice that hurts my feelings a lot um there was the, you know the desire to have more space is always welcome they did an exceptional oh. job um it really did make me feel very very comfortable for things like this um again more and more stuff opening if they can be this responsible with it this forward thinking with it now there's a giant asterisk and a, an even larger elephant in the room new york comic-con didn't sell out this year so i don't know what the normal uh i could have looked it up but i'm a terrible podcaster so i didn't 150,000 people met certainly that's down the question is how down it is. Well, um, no days sold out. Years, in recent years, um, New York Comic Con was threatening to become the Comic Con. Yeah. Like to beat San Diego uh, in terms of like sheer numbers, which, you know, a decade ago seemed like, you know, that that's an impossibility. It's preposterous is what it seemed like. Preposterous even. If you spell it, I'll give you a quarter. Um, yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with you. But so in 2018, it was 250,000. So 100,000 people less at minimum. That's a that's a big difference. Now, I know, obviously, again, for any... I mean, this might be waning interest, but I'm interested. Um, even the tickets uh, at, that they were made available uh, were, were different also, right? Like the packages that you could pick from... Yeah, well, uh, that's we're that not goes, like typical. 
Yeah, they got rid of the three-day pass um, pre-pandemic. That was the last regular, quote-unquote, New York Comic Con. They had done away with the three-day passes. Uh, certainly, the four-day passes are a thing of the past, um, which may have, I mean, again, this would probably have been the year maybe to be like, we're back, baby. Take your four-day well, pass, please. I mean, considering the, the, the way that it was growing, and it would have almost been impossible to determine, like, okay, this is how many people we can expect. Because if someone can just keep on coming, it's like a fucking season pass, you know, at Disney or Universal. Yeah. So that in all likelihood, it, and, you know, who's not to say that you didn't get, like, a discount from buying a Saturday and a Sunday as opposed to, uh, you know, a Thursday through Sunday or whatever the case might be. But, um, yeah, you know, I think in all likelihood, it was, uh, an abundance of caution was taken by by everybody both attendees uh people who were home alone like me uh, and also the organizers uh you know i think and rightfully so it was an abundance of caution now yeah. i do have to ask you this because again you were there and i wasn't um what was your single biggest takeaway and i know that you worked that you were working uh the majority of the time not all the time but a majority of the time you were working so what was your biggest takeaway from it like what did you see what what uh, grumblings did you catch anything like not not literally um like what was the, what was your big takeaway something that you saw something that you yeah, heard something my, that you experienced my big takeaway is that there is a new again it's it's a little boring so i apologize but when people talk about we're like, used to it it's fine evil um doesn't hurt my feelings because the last one hurt so bad that i'm gonna cry tonight nice uh the big takeaway was that this this new normal of something like a vaccine check for a, a private business like read pop to to mandate it's very doable and it was not more difficult to get in one of my big fears with with the world reopening i just had a couple friends go on a cruise and it took them four hours to board because of the new safety protocols so for me that's saying that the cruise industry ain't ready the nerd industry when so compelled we are willing we are able to follow rules we're able to do stuff they're, the right way and and they're comparable because you know on a cruise you're basically on a giant floating petri dish in the middle of the ocean <laughs> which granted with that's an a con. awesome awesome buffet I'll, I'll give them that um and also as well as the uh the comic con going uh demographic tends to be dirty and very unhygienic yeah. so uh in both capacities i think that there's improvements to be made so and, I, I think it'll probably and, be a good and thing. again i i think new york comic-con i think it behooves them to use this sort of layout again because even adding back those vendors it's not like there was empty space everything was spread out a little bit but they charged full price i think this sort of setup this sort of safety measures i visibly watched people nervously online outside and when they got inside had a sigh of relief and everyone had a fucking amazing time shit was given away there were new vendors that are there from that companies didn't exist i'll name drop them again AEW had a presence and it was fucking awesome that that was 45 even more kind of free swag to get it felt very much like a destination to be and this new york comic-con is the first new york comic-con of the last three i've been at 
where it felt like the next New York Comic Con is a must attend event. And I didn't feel awesome. like that in years past. That's awesome. I, I have to ask you this as a clear addict, as most people know, and I have no intention of going to therapy for it because I am not a quitter. Um, with with the extra breathing room, for lack of a better term, what about all those New York Comic Con pop Funko exclusives, baby? Uh, Tell uh, me you didn't wrap your mitts around anything? Not well. My plan was on Friday to do some shopping, and I was previously robbed. So I had no Damn money. It. And you know what the real pain is? Let me, let me just think about it. If only... All of them were accessible. If if only you had a close proximity, <laughs> you to were a loving... dying. Yeah, but my wallet wasn't dying. You dumb so, son of a so bitch. I'm sorry. So what was the plan? How was I going to get to you? I mean, uh, uh, granted, I'm no Reed Richards member <laughs> of the fucking uh, comic book Illuminati, but I don't know. Maybe fucking pick up the phone and say, "Hey, John, I'm in trouble." I need some ducats. Can you get them shits over to me? I could have gotten you the loot, and then I would have been rich in those New York Comic Con pop Funko exclusives, but I'm not. I'm because sorry. Charlie is a sum of I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to pull it back. Now I'm curtain. glad I, I sent that fucking crackhead over your way to rob you, I you hamburger-eating motherfucker. I don't mean... Time. I do not mean... To further reveal talk, but you said just an hour ago, you dirty some bitch. You said that yesterday. You couldn't have even potted casted. Yeah, but you didn't know that. I did know that. Which you, oh, you son of a bitch! New York Comic Con is back to being a must-attend event. Um, I will uh, next year hopefully get John Throne in his khaki flight suit. And we'll get to work those Ghostbuster booths in exchange for free happiness. That's uh, that's my segment. So let's pay some bills. Uh, John, can you lean back again? I want you to show off that gorgeous T-shirt. Show off that gorgeous T-shirt that you can get, uh, that you can no longer get from Bad Mary Band. That is Bad Mary Band on all social media, badmary.com. They have exclusive swag. They have limited time swag events. That is the shirt John is currently wearing, but they got plenty of swag. You can buy all damn year long. My favorite part about Bad Mary isn't that they're back to doing live shows almost every week I now. It's the fact that if you have any streaming music service on your phone or on your computer at home, you can listen to Bad Mary's entire discography, including their very recently released singles. They are cover singles. They are badass. I love me some Bad Mary. Bad Mary Band, all social media. Damn straight. And if you're in the know, you would know that Bad Mary's next show, they are playing the return of Space girl in its entirety uh they're celebrating its second anniversary go out check them out um they're going to be at mcbeary's pub on november 13th um just just an awesome group of people awesome music awesome band but also awesome also as well as both here on facebook on facebook gaming as well as on twitch aka the purple site it is none other 
than Sergeant Finesse. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding gaming content. He's doing shoot 'em ups. He's running around the new world. He's going to be doing all kinds of new games that are coming up. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. Whether it's uh, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Trust me, he's dope. He knows what he's doing. Throw him a like, a follow, a share. Shit, do it for us too. Nobody else is. Consider becoming a supporter. But, but, but. If you need to pick me up, there's only one thing to do. Don't be like Charlie with those shitty-ass, cheap, fizzy energy drinks. Terrible be like garbage. me and the Sarge and follow the White Rabbit over to SneakEnergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, though, some merch, some swag, like, ooh, I'm rocking for Bad Mary. That shit was an exclusive, son. For the Sarge, you can go over to Geeks. Unleash.com. Use code Sarge at checkout there when the Sarge is on deck. There's one thing to do. Yes, salute. GG, son. Woo! That fucking medicine is kicking in now, boy. <laughs> I will say this. I had a, a, one of the listeners of the show reached out to me, and they felt a little intimidated by Sarge's stream lengths. And uh, he was happy to report that he only had like 30 minutes to watch. And he was like, this is the greatest fucking 30 minutes ever so sarge has a a brand new loyal uh, member of his army nice uh because again 20 minutes 10 minutes show some so love show some support. we'll inform the sarge that he now has thirty-five thousand and one loyal fucking fans but charlie yeah if you don't mind if you're not too busy having drug dogs sniff your balls wanted to do us all a favor i can multitask start my time Started, son. Now, anyone who is anyone, anyone who's got a good head on their shoulders, they fucking know that Charlie Rivera, the CEO of U.S. Comics and the co-founder of this said program, uh, he can do many things very, very well. Mm. He can I don't, do I don't, some things very well. Like two or three um, things, okay. But Lord only knows, and I will verify, that one thing that he can do masterfully is tell us a fucking saga. If you're sitting there and you sat through all of his phony baloney, oh, John, but you were sick, though. Oh, but you just said to the... And that's why I was at Comic-Con and you weren't. You know... Charlie can dole out the saga like the best of them. But I'll say this, as good as he is, and he's good, ladies and gentlemen, he's not the best. I would argue that the best is Brian Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Because when you want saga, there's only one place to go image comics saga is coming back <sighs> finally god saga damn it the horny the... winged bastard that you've been begging for is coming back and I cannot wait. At this point, it's literally all that I'm living for. I am <laughs> fighting through whatever uh, is angrily eating me up from the inside right now. I am fighting it with all I got just because I need to know 
how this comic book of all comic books is damn going to end. Someone described Saga to me the other day as uh, think Star Wars if Star Wars was fucking 10 times more epic and 30% more fucking batshit crazy. And I went, adds up. That math that math checks out. I, I fucking say, uh, love I don't know Saga. Who, who said that? Who gave you that description? But it's fucking sucks balls. I have spoken about Saga here uh, on the U.S. Comics Cast program uh, multiple occasions. If you have listened to even 10% of these episodes, you know that I am Saga crazy. And I, as the resident expert, would describe and have before, and I'll do it again. As unfilmable. Well, as Romeo and Juliet, if they lived in a world that was indeed a baby of Star Wars and Game of Thrones. That I think as I mean, a still uh, loyal I feel reader. Like yeah, similar. you know, Star Wars is used to describe fucking dinners. So you know what to say? Oh, it's like Star Wars. Yeah, just say like it's literally like crack. When you never smoke crack, you lying motherfucker. You don't know my life. George fucking motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so Saga's coming back. Now Saga is um again, it's image comics. Saga, if you don't know Saga at this point, honestly, shame on you. Like, yeah, you have what are you to... doing with your life? Now, what are you doing with your comic book reading time? Like, what are you, you just, doing with yeah. your actual life? You're wasting it. You bad, are flushing it down the toilet. Bad decisions have been made. If you know about, I, and I'll, I'll give this much room. Maybe you don't know what like literature is. Like, if you've never heard music or read words on a page. You're allowed to not know what Saga is. I can't what believe I missed this opportunity oh, God. earlier. I'll tell it to you like this. If you say, if you've got the audacity and the wherewithal to say, Saga's not the best comic book I've ever read. You're lying. You're lying. It is the best. Saga, Lion Cat, don't have to tell you because I'm telling you now. You're lying. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to me, which is probably worse. Shit, you're even lying to Charlie. That's just, you know, is, I get it. You know, nobody's perfect. What I need to be hid from certain truths. Charlie, um, how caught up are you on the saga of saga? I am fully caught up. Nice. After the last time you talked about it, after the last time you talked about it, I felt great shame. I felt great shame. I was, I was like four volumes behind, and then I just... It's so goddamn enthralling that it's like you get going, and you're like, I'm never here's, stopping. Here's, here's the worst part. And I'm going to do a real, real quick summation for anyone who, God forbid, and again, shame on you if you're not uh, familiar, Saga is a space epic of biblical... Uh, uh, Shakespearean proportions, and I don't think that I am overselling it by using that terminology. So the short version of it is again Romeo and Juliet, to West Side Story, whatever version that you wanna, whatever. It's not a musical, though. That's probably the only way that you could improve it. Not yet, Lin Manuel Miranda to adapt Saga. Oof, man, I, he could pull up those horns too. I don't, I you know, 
Um, but again, uh, two two star-crossed lovers, uh, both uh, families, both alike in dignity. I, I don't remember it. But um, so they're from, from two different sides of warring factions on a fucking galactic scale. Uh, and they have a little little baby, little cheering. You often will see her at a tit, playing around. You want to talk about nudity? You think that 300 hung dong, like a fucking episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, 300 is like the fucking, uh, is like the Sistine Chapel of dong compared to Saga. There's more... Nudity, graphic sex, dude. Some um, of the sex you, in you, Saga. Oh, John Kent. Oh, I'm bisexual. Isn't that the news of the day? Bisexual. There is interspecies sex going on in this damn book. And it's wonderful. go ahead and tweet about that, Senator. Tweet about some comics that you never read. Lying bitch. So that senator, if they took the time to read Saga, would be waving a rainbow flag, wearing foam antlers by sundown. So I, I, I have read Saga and its digital version on us on an issue by issue basis. I have the collected uh, volumes uh, through uh, through through all of them uh, through fifty four. Right, and I have had to goddamn Woo! wait. I have had to that last wait. that last sex panel. <sighs> Boy, I have had to wait like a like like a nobody. You know how Henry Hill talks about being a civilian at the end yep. of Goodfellas. He's got to he's got to get a, like a plate of egg noodles and ketchup, like everybody else, like a real schnook. That's how I felt. Without a fresh saga in my midst on a monthly, occasional basis for 32 months, Charlie. For 32 months, I have had to wait with no saga in my life. I feel like you've been worse for it. Is over. I definitely have. When saga was last, I was in full voice. I, I didn't have anything wrong with me. No gray in my beard. Come on, man. <laughs> what if so, what if you bust out issues? You bust open issue fifty five, and what if you get a hit with the light, like in Pulp Fiction or the briefcase, and your grays turn jet black, and you just get your youth back? I I can I can see that. I can realistically see that fucking happening. Um. Uh, so again, we are joining Fiona. Um, and indeed the saga, the, the story that's ongoing. See, what's very interesting here is that uh, and Charlie alluded to it prior. I love alluding to shit. He 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 really does. And uh it, it actually this is gonna throw back to several conversations that we've had recently, but even conversations that we've had off off air, which really should never happen. We apologize for that. I'm just gonna start live streaming every moment. Uh, on or just recording it, just like this happened on Tuesday, whatever. Um, so through 54 issues, uh, you know, 2018 we, we it, it began, and their original plan was to run for 108 issues. Which, if that's the case, then that means that that Vaughn and Staples are about halfway through through 54 issues, which is a uh, one, two, and three of my hardbound compendiums. Uh, and not all my singles, please. Do you hear that drop? That is a yeah, fucking bizarre. That's, that's some girth, and that's a third. Take that. 
So, um, we we've been. Uh, what was my point? Oh, that that we fucking been waiting. Oh, this was my point. So Charlie and I off screen a little bit of behind the scenes behind the check you know to check out a fucking Oz the Great behind the curtain. Uh, so Charlie and I were indeed talking about the many states of Newark, of which we're on split opinion. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but John I'm like, loved wrong. it. <laughs> this line to Lucas Jr. over here. So, but we we've talked about other properties as well. Like we've talked about the excitement of something coming up, like uh, something that's beloved. Uh, well, uh, to me at least, like fucking uh, Cowboy Bebop is beloved. Which, by the way, a little bit of news as well. You heard here that um, we were super excited about the Cowboy Bebop adaptation. We had high hopes, in spite of some of the other Netflix adaptations that have failed to uh, to uh, carry the mustard. If that's a phrase, I may be making that up. But um, in addition, like they pulled the move over at Netflix, which to me is akin to you walking into the movie theater of an adaptation of a book that you love, and they turn that shit into a movie. Oh, that's great. Let's go see. You get your popcorn, you got your big thing of cola, in Charlie's case, an engine drink, because he's like, not this bad thing, this bad thing. Um, but you're there and you're about to walk into the theater to see the adaptation, and the fucking theater is also as well as selling the book that is based on in the lobby, like all shrink-wrapped and beautiful and butter-proofed uh, ahead of time. So fucking Netflix, who was adapting Cowboy Bebop, has now gone ahead and licensed the Cowboy Bebop anime to also play on their streaming services. Netflix, I'm not just saying this because you dole out money right and left to adapt things and we're in desperate uh, need of adaptation. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. for a reason, but I mean also as well as we are, but Kudos and we're cheap, especially for me. You. Charlie's cheap. Good for you, Netflix. What a great fucking idea. But not to get too far off track. And Charlie, I do want to throw it right back to you. Fuck yes. So, um, when you are in love, like desperate, take it to church, walk it down the aisle, dressed in white, love with a property, and you own it, like you. You were at Bad Mary's first ever concert. Love it. And you're like, this is mine. This is mine. I love it. And I squeeze and I hold it. You love it. You love that thing. Moreover, you love telling people who don't know about it, about it, because it's so good that you're getting some juice off of it. When they when they go ahead and they taste the, the plate that you've shoved under their nose, I'm so smart. I know to love this thing. I think it's great. And you now have to also try it. And like, damn, Charlie, you're right. This is great. <laughs> That's enough for most of us, right? So when the adaption happens, all of a sudden fear creeps in. Uh-huh. And a lot of times when the people are like, mur, 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 I didn't like that. That's different. Ew, terrible. What a waste. They've ruined it. They haven't ruined anything. You didn't like the adaptation. You didn't like the adaptation. But the source material, that's unruinable. It's forever. It's safe. They wrapped it in, in popcorn butterproof wrapping. It's safe now. It is safe. But uh -oh. this is a big J-Lo butt I'm going to throw out there. Get that popcorn out. 
And that butter. J-Lo butter. Vaughn and Staples have adamantly stated Saga. Inarguably, one of the best things to happen to comic books since 2018. That it would never be adapted. Now, much like comic book deaths, when creators say never, 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 never. We're here with the money truck. It 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 means some. It means uh, um, something to something to some creators more than others. And um, if you've seen the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, or if you've seen the Dark Knight, or if you've seen fucking Watchmen, uh, some creators they stomp their feet and they're like nah, never again. And then like the next one comes, you're like, what the fuck? Is, what did happen? Anyways, but the saga creators have stated that this will never be adapted because it can't be. Yeah. Right? There are certain things that happen in this comic that just could not be adapted. Now, these are not my words. These are these are their words, the creators' Jeez. words. Sorry, get excited. Um and and we're only if if indeed we're only halfway through the story. Through these 54 issues that I've read, uh, and with issue 55 coming out now, uh, actually, issue 55, just to be detail specific, is expected on January 26th of 2022. And this is this is a new image. These dates mean something now. It used to be years ago, like sure, sure, <laughs> wink, wink, uh, of course, yeah. And, and Santa's slipping in uh, through the chimney that we don't have. And uh, the Tooth Fairy is going to leave me fucking something under my pillow. But uh, we can trust these release dates now. January 26th, 2022. We should be, if God is good, talking about the, the very next episode of U.S. Comics Cast that follows that. We'll be talking, at least I will, we'll be talking about issue 55. But if if through 54 issues, we're only halfway through this story that these wonderful, talented, beautiful creators have in mind. I'm going full John Kent on them both. I love them both. Honestly, I don't know how they could possibly adapt it. What fucking, like the the level of okayness that some production company and my mind can only go to like a something like an HBO yeah honestly even more so than a Netflix certainly more so than a than a Hulu or an Apple Plus situation it would the only thing my mind can conceive of would be an HBO situation but you would need it would make the run of Sopranos look like a fucking yeah, you know, look like look like the movie. Like the whole fucking series took place in those two hours. So much happens in Saga, um, and 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 when I say that it's graphic, <laughs> I mean that in the very best of terms yeah. and in the most blanketable of terms. Like I mean, it is I graphic it literally. in every way. It really, yeah, yes, it is the literal. Only, absolutely. The the, and again, I don't mean to cut you off, but the only. Please, no, no, I'm throwing it to you. I've talked. The too much. only way, because I, 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 again, more, please. Not again. You didn't say it the first time. 
No, but I have before. <laughs> I, whatever it is, if I like it, I want Clerks three, four, five, six, and seven. And I want you'll Star get Wars episode. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I want eight. They just started filming season three of Mandalorian. I'm like, yo, just send me what you do every day. Like every day, send me what you got. And then I'll watch the season when it's done as well. I've daydreamed about an adaptation of Saga because my brain has done some lifting along with the comics. Comics give me the visuals. Comics give me the words. But my brain pieces it together. I would love like a Saga anime. Like, just do a fucking shot for shot. Because one of the things I love most about Saga is almost every issue either begins or ends with a beautiful spread page that's just some of the most eye-catching visuals of all time. It's it a is such beautiful a visual... book. So, if yeah, the story sucked and the art was this art, I'd still be talking about it. Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it in these glowing terms. Yeah, you'd still but... like it. It would still be something to talk about because, um, you know, it's it's just a beautiful looking it's, it's book. It's wonderful. And Image, Image Comics was the first that I can think of that on a regular basis handed you like a product that didn't feel like I can never get this wet, right? Like comic books, you know, you would smudge in your hands sometimes. Um, the image comics were like fucking, uh, you know, museum quality paper. There's a term for it that's eluding me right now. Daddy would have been very angry at us. <laughs> um, but that all that all being said, from the get go, from issue one, just sucking a little titty as hard as you possibly could, that baby, you knew this was gonna be something special. And through 54 issues, it did not disappoint. Again, all due respect to John Kent and everything that's going on at DC. What happens in the pages of Saga, <laughs> it, it, it's it's laughable that other comic book conversations, conservative voices rise up against about what happens in those pages. It's a fucking joke. Honestly... I don't recommend Saga to everybody. I really don't. Obviously, here, we're all cool. We're family. We're cool. De la. But in person, I'm not just running up to people on the, randomly on the streets. <laughs> and be like, have you read Saga? You're going to love it. No. I am very... It's judicious. I make sure. I'm like, mm, let Are me you see. afraid you're going to be judged? No. I'm afraid I'm going to have to unfriend this motherfucker in real life. Like if if I recommend this to somebody and they're not like, that was the most delicious yeah, shit. Yeah, you're like, that oh, I've you're ever an idiot. had off you're of this menu bad. or any menu or ever will have again. I gotta end them. Like then they're now no longer allowed to be part of my life. That's where we're at. Now let me ask you this: Is there any trepidation in your heart about issue fifty five? And there, there is some trepidation. Um, there is that um, the <laughs> calendar pages. January twenty fifth is going to roll around, and they're going to be like, bah, 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 breaking news. Twenty sixth. <laughs> you're not going to fucking get. Uh, you're not going to get on the twenty sixth. It's going to come on the twenty seventh. In which case, I would flip over desks, <laughs> kick over uh, bookcases. 
throw dogs and babies across the street, drive over to Long Island, find wherever Charlie is, punch him square in the face and split his beautiful new glasses right down the damn middle. Like I would be, you wouldn't want to be around me. I, that's That would be the trepidation that I have. Um, no, I have no trepidation, however, over what's going to be in those pages. Now, here's the thing. Saga, uh, I, I'm speaking somewhat generally about the plot of it all, except to say that, again, we spoke about it in the past year. I've been, I've been pitching it as if I own fucking stock in Image, which I do not. Um, but it's a sci-fi epic. Yeah, I'll wrap it up. Fucking guy. Uh, it's a sci-fi epic. It's a Romeo and Juliet type story, but it is truly epic proportions. It is a galactic space war that's going on. There's you want to talk about like alien species in Star Wars or Star Trek? Forget that shit. Dune didn't even try. Dune's like everybody's human. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Focus more on the spice and the fucking sandworms, like Beetlejuice. A fucking saga is like, oh yeah, you you like that shit. Here's a tarantula lady with 142 titties, and you are going to root for her. Yeah, these people have horns. These ones have wings. Yeah, you think that's weird? Here's a motherfucking royal family with TV monitors for heads. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. You are not ready for this, most of you. So I'm going to go ahead, and this is going to be both, um, both an invitation and a warning. If you think you're ready... Go ahead and pick it up. You can pick up uh, issues 1 through 54 at this point. Be like John. That's my ultimate point. <laughs> Be like me as much as you possibly can. Get sick of shit because you actually you lose a couple pounds, which is good going to the holidays. John's but also as well v. as... Bitches, John's getting that V. When, <laughs> when, some, when something is uh, on the horizon and you have reason to think... That shit's going to be dope as fuck. Do like John did for Game of Thrones and catch up. Use that time to your advantage. Get yourself caught up on episode uh, issues 1 through 54 of Saga. You can thank me later. I will give you the mailing address for my holiday gifts in appreciation that you're going to want to send my way. What go go get yourself to those angel orgies. Get yourself to the fucking shoot 'em ups. Get yourself to the to the beaches, to the fucking um uh famous authors with one eye that have incredibly amazing things to say, like fucking James Earl Jones during um the during the, the fucking baseball in a field movies. Trust me when I tell you everything that you have liked about comic books, everything that you've thought, mm, these are fun, but it's just missing XYZ. Everything that you have woken up from in a dream because you have to piss your pants because you drank a little bit too much water and grape juice the night before, all of those thoughts, they're right here, baby. They're right fucking here. I'm just going to leave it with this, Charlie, and then you can do what you got to do. Other than my own family, collaborating with Fiona Staples on Saga is the most important thing in my life. So I can thank readers and realtors. I can't rather thank readers and realtor, realtors and John enough for their patience. Vaughn said in the announcement, I think the, oh, and this, this just tickles the taint boy. Woo! I think our next 
54 issues will be even more shocking, strange, and spectacular than the first 54, alliteration notwithstanding. So we can't wait to be back on the shelves at your local comic shop soon. What more can I fucking say, Charlie? Saga is coming back. John's back on top of the mountain. It is the reason I am fighting whatever's going on inside my body. I must live at least long enough to catch these next and final 54 fucking issues. I can't wait. Wrap it up. There's no better wrap-up than that all-but-sales pitch and wonderful, glorious diatribe you just dropped. My dear brother, there is only one way, and they happen to be emblazoned like an S on your chest. There is only one way we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Watch tell the beautiful people how to do the things they do. Do like my shirt says, turn the power on. Turn the volume up. You got to tune bed, Mary, and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out. <laughs> <laughs>